Okay, ducks, don't get cold feet, number 34, and we are here with the founder, chairman of Oz Medican Group, John Leith. Welcome. Welcome to you, and thank you for having me. Now, you probably not heard John Leith's name unless you've been in the CBD cannabis uh, era, but John, you seem to be pushing on the forefront of trying to be able to get cannabis yeah. legalised. For Australians. Absolutely. So we've been working on this for the last four years and we have got about another 18 months before we'll actually have a product, CBD product so on when, the shelf. So when we talk, I mean, this this is such a fascinating, it's such a fascinating area about looking where we're going. I'm a big believer of natural products. So, where, yeah. you know, most people know I'm a bit of a fan with mushrooms and whatever mushrooms that you can throw at people, I, I think they're put on the planet for a reason. Yeah. And a lot of people say that's the same with hemp products. Now, there's a bit of confusion with cannabis, hemp, like, you know, and I hear about people talking about cannabis now, like my mum is on every drug on the planet. Good on her. Right. And I sit there and I go, mum, you should check out CBD. It's natural. Oh, no, no, I can't do that. It can't be good for you. And I... I sit there and I go, Mum, like it's a natural product. It's way better than all the cocktail of shit you're actually That's on. That's right. Why don't you have a look? And there is a lot of um bad stigma about what the product does. I don't think with young people, but I particularly mm-hmm. think with the older generation. Without jumping straight into it, you're now in the cannabis industry. Yes. But before that, you were in HR. Is that true? Yes, I was. What a, what a big difference, right? I, I talk about like pile polars apart. You're talking about yeah. dealing with people and making sure keeping everyone happy yeah. to really being on the forefront of not being, you know, people seem to not like you because you've got the cannabis flag. So how well, did you do that? Right. Look, I mean, it was all by accident because what happened with me is I was a management consultant um, within the HR space. Yeah. And I took a year, uh, two years out to do a master's. So I went to Europe and I discovered when I was there, my niece was actually using CBD oil for seizures and my brother for cancer. But they didn't tell anyone in our family because it was illegal. Um, and my brother, being a barrister, was very embarrassed about going to the black market to get this this oil. Yeah. So when I discovered what the oil was, CBD oil, because I had no idea what, what what it was and, and what it, what it could do. Yeah. Um, I became quite belligerent to the point where I thought, well, I'm taking time out to study. I may as well study about CBD and about cannabis. <laughs> yeah. So I then proceeded for the next three years, um, studying all over the world. Everything about CBD and cannabis. So and how long ago do. was this? 2015 now. So it's really, was it legal over there? No. So at the time when I discovered this in 2015, it was illegal. Yeah. And you couldn't get CBD anywhere. Fast forward a few years later and you can get CBD everywhere in London, throughout Europe. Yeah. Um, and obviously in Canada it's legal and in the US it's legal and other parts of, of the world it's it's legal. And in fact, in some places, most places it's now um, for adult use, recreational. So if you talk about things in uh, being legal, I noticed that in the US the House of Representatives are trying to vote to legalise cannabis federally. So that's the yeah. whole country. Yeah. 
I see when you look at the map and they show you how many have got it's legalized in America and other countries all around the world. Is South Australia, is Australia really, you know, are are we not moving with the times here or is there something, what am I missing about it? Look, you're right to think that, but not really. It's the case of when Canada and when the US do things, uh, we tend to follow that. Now, it could be two years, five years or 10 years. But a lot of people ask me, when do I think that cannabis will become legal in Australia for adult use? And I guess that it's around about 10 years off. Now, the reason I guess that is because in Canada, they went from being a medical market and it took them 10 years to then move from medical to recreational. Okay. So, so just to, so for people that are listening, what is the difference between recreational and medical grade cannabis? Look, the two of them are the same thing, essentially. Yep. Only one of them is legal and you'll be able to get it in a pharmacy. And the other one um, you'll be able to get um, in this country, it's black market, black market only. So this see, so when we talk about recreational, you know, I think of smoking a joint or something mm. like that. Is that... Or, and edibles, yeah, they're mm. pretty popular these days. So, mm. Mm. but is that your product is you're not talking about recreational, you're talking about medical grade cannabis, yeah, medical grade hemp. What's the CBD? What's the right term to be using? Well, my company, the Osmedican Group, is a medical cannabis yep. and CBD wellness company. So, we only talk about the medical um, market and the medical products. We're focused on delivering and getting these products registered on the TGA. So that's a very different um, proposition. The difference between that market and the recreational market is that the recreational market doesn't have to have the same rigor as the medical market. So when you put something through as a Schedule 3, which is what um, CBD will sit within the pharmacy, And that means that there's no no, rescript, no prescription required, but it does have to have went through all of the checks and balances as any other medication really would, would have. So if we talk about CBD oil, yeah. now, you know, I've, I hear a lot of that for sale. Yeah. Like, does it get you high? No, in a short answer. Yep. Um, I'll give you an example of, of, of the difference. So you have the cannabis plant. Yep. And what comes out of the cannabis plant is 150 plus cannabinoids, and they all do different stuff essentially. The two main the two main cannabinoids that come out are one is THC, that's what gets you high, and that's what they extract out of the plant. The other one is CBD. They extract that out, and that doesn't have any of the psychoactive properties, so that doesn't get you high. So the difference is is that one will get you high. And the other one won't. So if I have CBD oil and I'm I'm buying it off the black market, or can I I can go to doctors now? They can prescribe me CBD oil now. Yes. 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 The trouble is, you can go to the your doctor. You can get prescribed a CBD product. 
but there's no registered CBD products for prescription at this stage. There are two, which are Canadian, one's Canadian, I believe, and one's uh, of Europe, which you can, which are actually um, on prescription. So they're TGA approved? They're TGA approved. And there's only two? Yeah, and one of them is for drought some, uh, system that I'll, uh, syndrome. Yep. And the other one is for epilepsy. Okay. But... It's very specific. For a specific condition. Right. So at the moment, though, you technically can go into your pharmacy and get it. It's just that we haven't, i.e. the Osmedican Group and other companies in the space are working on doing their clinical evidence because it has to be backed up by clinical evidence. We can't just say CBD is good for, you know. Sleeping. um, yeah, or or or, <clears throat> or a multitude, because as we've all heard, you know, cannabis seems to be this wonder drug, um, which I actually don't believe that it is. Yep. I think that, you know, there's a lot of um, anecdotal evidence, but the reality is, is you've got to get the real evidence, which means that it has to be for a specific indication. Okay, so, I mean, I'll be honest, when I've had weed... Yeah. It's no wonder drug for me. I just want to eat <laughs> and I yeah. want to sleep. It, yeah. It's totally yeah. the opposite of yeah. Yeah. what I am. I'm quite a hypo person. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've had some CBD oil. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't feel any effects of it, I don't think. Is that yeah. how it is? Well, it can be. It depends where you're getting it from. So if you look at... Black market. Um, yeah, well, if you get it from the black market, then you don't essentially know what you're getting. So there yeah. could be anything in it. It could be mixed with THC. It yeah. could be mixed with, with no CBD. So there's been... Um, there was some um, reports done by the TG in this country um, just last year where they took a whole lot of products from companies that are in the cannabis space and people that are selling it on the black market. <laughs> and there was no CBD in it. There was no CBD in the product. So they were getting oil. Yeah. That's what they were drinking. That's what they were taking. So the difference <clears throat> is what Australia's done, and they've done a really good job on it because they're actually saying, well, we will put this over the counter. You as a company have to go and do the clinical evidence and the clinical trials to then support and back okay. up what it says on the label. Yep. So our product, for example, is a sleep product for sleep insomnia. So you hang on. So you have a CBD product that is currently being trialed. Yes. So we have a CBD sleep product. In fact, we're actually doing the recruitment for that now. So we can perhaps give some details at the end of this podcast. And if anyone is interested in participating yeah. in the trial. Um, for the CBD sleep My wife trial. will sign up to that. Yeah, Anything well, that helps with sleep. Yeah. So what sort of thing, you know, do they put you in a room and fill it with smoke or is it, <laughs> <laughs> or they give you like, like obviously drops of oil. There must be a whole <laughs> lot of criteria that goes into that. Yeah. So, so there's a trials around Australia. So it's a trans-Tasman, it's the first in the world trans-Tasman trial. Um, and so we'll include Tasmania and it's all of Australia. So 300 people on the trial. Yep. And um, and when we hit the button, which is next week, we'll start the recruitment for that and they can be anywhere. So what 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 do you need a certain criteria to be able to look? I mean, it's it's the the the, the scientific team can talk to the exact yeah. specifics. So yeah. I would suggest that if someone's interested in taking part in a sleep clinical trial using yeah. C B D, 
and doesn't expect there to be a smoking room somewhere, <laughs> then they can contact the podcast and get my details and then we can actually get them to talk to the scientific team that are managing the clinical trials. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. We'll definitely do that. Um, I was talking about CBD. So, T- so the TGA has only approved two yeah. CBD. Yes. Is it only oil or does it come in a powder? Does it come in a tablet? Does it... Is there any other way you can get CBD? These two come in an oil and yep. a drop format. Yep. And um, and one is, I mean, they're for very specific conditions. Yeah. Um, one of them is for epilepsy. Um, and the other one, I can't quite remember what that's for. But yep. you need to have a spe- specific condition to be able to get access to that. Out of, I, what surprises me out of all of the products around the world, there's only two that are. Yeah. Approved. So when we talk about America's legalized, yeah, what is what have they legalized? Well, America's legalized for medical and also for recreational adults. So that's a good point, though, JP, because there is um, there's a big question here to be asked: Why is there only two products? Yeah, on the counter. Are they the only two that have paid enough money to the greedy TGA? I, I mean, the yeah, TGA. No. <laughs> the TGA are doing a fantastic job. Oh, they, they are. They, they, they really I'm do. Sure they are. And um, no, it's it's not because they've paid money. It's because they've invested in clinical data okay. and clinical evidence. And it means that they can actually say that their product is for a specific condition, for example, epilepsy. Yeah. So our clinical trial, for example, is sleep. Now, and whilst you might be able to have other benefits from that in terms of anxiety reduction yeah. and depression yeah. reduction, we as a company can only test on one indication at a time so that indication first cab off the rank is sleep so uh, it's pretty exciting it's really exciting oh, yeah like uh, my only concern with the and i think it's a positive with the medical industry is the time it takes to do the studies and yeah make sure your sampling's good i mean we'd hate to do like a study like they did with the vaccine i guess so we'd want to make sure we're a bit more diligent in yeah. doing a sleep study. Yeah. So what sleep study, what, like, what is it? Because for me, I've been, this thing, i got a whoop, it monitors how much I'm sleeping. It's, oh, brilliant. It yeah. guesses what pattern if I'm in the REM or what it knows when I've had a big night. Yeah. And it, 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 it's very accurate. Yeah. So what what is it exactly when someone says sleep, is that because they don't have enough because they, they get actually st- you know, strung out about not being able to sleep. What, yeah. what, what, is, what exactly is it when you're trying to say sleep is one of the things? Like what, more sleep, more deeper sleep? Yeah, look, that's a really good point. It is, it's, it's getting to sleep sometimes is the first thing. Yeah. So being able to get to sleep, a lot of people, especially with COVID um, and also all of the other sort of um, crises that are going around the world at the minute. That's people shit are just, show, yeah, isn't it? Let's yeah. face it. I mean, fucking hell. It's, uh, you can only wonder what the kids are thinking in this day and age. And you can, they're yeah. watching what's going on. They're seeing yeah. On the news, if I'm stupid enough to watch it, there's bodies everywhere and a war. And, like, yeah. it, there is a lot of anxiety out there. There's yeah. no doubt. And I know so many people that cannot can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, well, my wife's definitely one of them. She, she just can't turn off where, yeah, yeah I, I want to know what this, how this study you think is going to help. 
Well, there's one in nine people in Australia can't sleep at night. Is that all? Yeah. I thought it would be more. Ollie, do you sleep well? Uh, no, I'm taking melatonin. Melatonin? V, do you sleep well? Yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't sleep. No. And I sleep. <laughs> she doesn't sleep. <laughs> and I sleep really well because I've used the actual, um, I've been the test, I've been the test dummy on the CBD sleep products. So this, by the time they dissolve under the tongue, yeah. you've already you've already hit the hit the pillow and you're gone. So it's an oil? And no, our product is not an oil. Oh. It's a sublingual, which is a dissolvable. So it means that in t- if you put an oil in, yeah, um, it takes an awful lot longer for the oil to reach yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. the blood system. Yeah. And also with the saliva, it actually doesn't get to where it needs to get to because it can dissolve before it's got there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a sublingual is actually done under the tongue and it's got a far greater bioavailability, which just means that it's more, it impacts you much more. It, it works a lot quicker. So is that part of your TGA approval? Yeah. yeah. So they go, you go do the study. Yeah. So you can't just rock up to your bedroom and get a couple of scientists there to get it. <laughs> no, does it not like that? No, I've, it's been a long time since I've had anybody in my bedroom. And <laughs> I, the last people that I'd want to have in my bedroom is yeah. a bunch of scientists. <laughs> Um, at that point, I don't want it to be analysed. I just want the deal to be done. But getting back to how it works, look, it's a, it's not for the faint-hearted getting a project, uh, getting a product over the TGA. I mean, it does. Apart from it costing a gazillion dollars yeah. to make it happen, um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of making sure that it's um, it's efficacy is proved yep. and also that it actually does what it says it's going to do on the tin. So talk me through a timeline for getting a product TGA approved. Well, we've been working on it now for three years. <laughs> yeah. And we have got about 15 to 18 months. It could be before then yep. where we'll see our product. From now. From now. So that's almost five years. Yes. Having said that, we've been working on it. We were working on it for about three years yep. in advance of the TGA's reg, new regulations because it was only recently, in 2020, the TGA re- rescheduled CBD. Right. So they have now recognised that CBD um, should be um, available over the counter without a subscription. Yep. Without a prescription even. Yep. Um, but that is a long gap between them making that announcement and companies like us yeah. being able to demonstrate and prove the efficacy for that particular product. So if we talk about Australia, mm. are you like, have you got a big plantation there where you've got fields of weed? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, and, the, and the reason... Ruined that. You actually yeah. ruined that. <laughs> yeah. like, like, so you know the sound that. of music where like, <laughs> it's running through the fields? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no running through the fields just yet. Um, we do have um, licenses. We can cultivate as much cannabis as we like. So they call that seed to patient. Yeah. It's a cool name. It is. We are probably more lab to consumer and patient. Okay. So what we don't want to do is take all of the time by um, growing cannabis. Yeah. Um, we have a partner that will grow and does grow it for us. Yep. Um, and eventually we might go and grow it, but it won't be in the short 
the short term. I've got a mate, Davo, that does a bit of growing. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, maybe you can put him in touch with me then. <laughs> Interestingly, I, I read an article just last week about in the US where all of the criminals that have been banged up abroad for, for, for selling cannabis and growing cannabis, they're all now the new talent for the cannabis industry in the US. It, it totally makes sense, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Well, they're all the ones that know how to grow it. Yeah, it, it 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 does make sense, and and it, it's a skill. It's an art. Like I've I've I, I mm. had a mate. Oh well, I won't say his. Shall I say that? No, I, no, no, don't but, say his name. No. But he was good at it, mm, mm. and oh, it's a, it is a bit of a skill, and I don't think it's for everyone. Like if anyone's seen my garden, they'll know. <laughs> I wouldn't be good at it. No, <laughs> like well, I, I, I just wouldn't. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, people think it's a weed, right? How yeah. can you go wrong with 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 growing a weed? But in actual fact, I'm a bit like you. I I have a hard time keeping up with my daffodils and my daisies. <laughs> Don't ask me why I've got them, but I have. Um, let alone, um, you know, dealing with a a, a sort of a broad acre cannabis plants. So, okay, so you've got your trial. You you have a unique product, yeah. sublingual. Yeah, so, sublingual CBD so, tablet. Okay, yeah. so that is anyone else in the world doing that sort of tablet? No, that isn't. Can uh, someone no. just copy it? Like, can the bigger <laughs> player just go, "Thanks, John, doom, I'm going to copy that idea," or you know, is it honor amongst thieves? No, no, it's not honoured amongst these because, you know, as soon as you get the product on the market, you're going to have the cast of Fraggle Rock out there trying to, you know, copy it like we're in China or something. <laughs> um, but it is a little bit, it is a little bit more tricky to do that um, in terms of um, copying the formulation that you have. Okay. And in terms of getting it registered, um, once you've registered it, it, no one can register the same type of product. So there's, they can benefit from it, though. Late, late arrivals into the space can benefit from the research that's been done because that will be open research. But they won't be able to take advantage of the formulation or the delivery method. So is it like um, Viagra that mm. they had it for a period of time, then after that period, bang, everyone can do it? Yes. Well, it depends. Like, or, what, like you know how they 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 get the patent. They they spend the money. Like I'd yeah. hate to think how much money it would really cost to get a product approved. Yeah. By the TGA, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. Five million dollars. Is it like a million dollars a year? By the time you pay for scientists research, I I don't know. Yeah. You're you would know better than yeah. me. Yeah. Look, it, the project cost um, from War to Goal is around about two million. Yeah. No. You always add one million to that because for the bits and pieces that, you know, don't go yeah. to plan. Um, but you're talking about a market of five, just over five billion yeah. just for sleep. Now, at the moment, we have got 125,000 people who are paying for a prescription for CBD and other cannabis products. Now, I mentioned earlier about the two products that are actually registered. Yeah. Well, people aren't going to get those products unless they have a specific condition. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the, um, what's what? the condition? See oh. if you're listening now. What? If they've got um, epilepsy. Epilepsy, or, yeah. well done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh, it's a, it is a two-way conversation. Oh. That's <laughs> good. That's good, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, is this yeah. a trick here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a trick. It is a trick. Um, yeah, so... So unless I've got epilepsy. epilepsy, but so 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 the reality is, right? So if you're not taken for epilepsy, there's 120,000 people out there at the moment who have got a prescription yeah. for 
cannabis from there in the world doctor in this country so it was last 125, year 125,000 people 120,000 120,000 people yeah so that's, last that's a lot year more than I thought yeah last year it was slow to get off the ground but last year it was around about 65 so in or 2020 so it's doubled basically so wow. every year they're expecting it to double but the 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 catch is this none of the product that people are getting the prescriptions for today are actually registered on the TGA. So they come in, they come through the system under a special access, which means that companies here can get them from Canada, a Canadian company or an American company. They can white label them. They don't have to prove that they're for a specific condition. Yep. So if you compare apples with apples, so the product that we've got and the trials that we're doing, you have to prove that it can do what it says it can yep, do on the yep, tin. Yep, yep. But at the moment, and it's got to be for sleep or a specific indication, whether it's um, at the moment, if you get a prescription from your doctor, you don't know other than the fact that it's a GMP certified facility that's brought this product okay. out. But there's no, um, there's no registry. There's no, uh, it's not for a specific indication. So you can order CBD online from Canada and it comes through. I wouldn't recommend it. But you could. No? You, I mean, I think some people, it's illegal. It's, oh, it's, it is it's illegal. illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So CBD in this country is illegal unless it comes from a company like ours yep. who's done the clinical trial that has a specific indication okay. for it. Okay. Otherwise, it's illegal. Now, they've done tests, the TG, with products from all over the world and what they've discovered that they're selling the companies that are, are the people that are buying products from Canada or the US or even Europe where once they do the test they discover that there's not even any CBD in them yeah. so you don't know what you're getting yeah. Yeah. it would be a gamble gamble A will it get here because it's not guaranteed to get through yep. customs if it does get through customs <coughs> is it really what it's yeah, supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah. so how many Australian companies are doing um are doing medical grade cannabis. Everyone's doing medical grade cannabis because that's all you can do at the moment. Oh, so yeah. is there fifty companies? Oh, there'd be about forty companies yeah. that are actually you know focused on doing some sort or some form of medicinal cannabis. Are they all doctors or nurses, <laughs> or are they just like you know Billy Joe off the street? Well. <laughs> they could be Billy Joe off the street. Um, look, at the end of the day, in 2016, the government made an announcement here and said that um, medical cannabis is going to become legal. Yep. And that opened up the floodgates for Bill and Bob, Tom and Joe, and everybody else to go out and get a license. But what they didn't realise that is that getting a license is not for the faint-hearted. Yep. It can take up to three years just to get the license. So do you have a license? Yes, we have a license to grow broad acre cannabis okay. um, and then do the research and touch the plant, the research and the development from that. So how many pe how many people have a license? Do you, do you know? Is it like one of those things like a fishing license? There's this many and that's it. A taxi license, there's this many and you can't get any more, you got to pay. 
Or is, yeah. it, is there going to be a cap on how many licenses can be? Is that the way forward? Look, I reckon that it will be. Yeah. Um, Deloitte did a report for the government and said that there might be around about 20 companies who would put their hand up to go through the license process. Um, and in actual fact, there was over 100 companies. Wow. Yeah. So while A lot of people want it. I mean, this is a... They want a license. This yeah. is a pretty hot space. Well, it's, the char- it's, it's like the, um, the Charlie and the Golden Ticket. Oh, I know all about golden tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about that. It's a bit like that. They they all want this ticket to be able to cultivate and grow cannabis. But what they don't realize, um, for the most part, and I'm not talking about everyone, oh. but for the most part, they don't realize what is actually behind that. You mentioned earlier about not being able to grow plants. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Well, growing cannabis is very specific. Um, and to be able to... Um, pay for the facility yep. that you need and the security, security. That you need just before you do anything else is not for the faint-hearted. So there's a lot of people that got licenses, but they've done nothing with them. So is there a difference between like weed in the wild mm. and weed grown hydroponically? Well, the weed grown in the, the wild, you don't know what you don't know. It could be... You know, it could be very strong on THC and very weak on CBD. Um, whereas if you get something that's growing in a lab, then you know that it's got a specific amount of THC and say CBD or CBN, depending what what it is that you want to get out of the cannabis. So your, your product's obviously very specific. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's indoor, it's grown indoor. It's grown in a, in a lab or a yeah. big or a big warehouse. Yeah, would be like Fort Knox. I'm assuming it fair. is a bit like Fort Knox. Oh, I'm assuming. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's again not for the faint-hearted. With that product, I'm assuming that you know does the THC because what I think I think we've made it a little bit clear with the the THC component is the psychoactive component. Yeah, it gets you high. It's kind of like the psilocybin with mushrooms. It's the the psilocybin mushrooms. Is that's the part that makes you hallucinate. But there's many other properties in mushrooms, like the turkey tail or the cordyceps, and there's no um, psychoactive effect in that. Yeah. So when we talk CBD, we you you yeah because it's medical. Always yeah. talk about the THC is not even in the component. That's right. We don't have any THC in the product. In this particular product, we don't have any THC. It's pure CBD. Yeah. And so it's grown with no THC in it? That's right. So if you stole it, you'd be pretty disappointed. You would. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to take it from the farm. Uh, Yeah. um, And and think that you're going to get high from it because because you won't. (laughs) No, you just get sore lungs, I'm assuming. (laughs) So, so... So for having the lab, having all this process going, you know, having you, you literally haven't had a product to be able to sell. Yeah. So how do you get by? Look, for us, it's a bit different in that our um, strategic objective was to have an early stage revenue. So the Osmedican group is made up of two, two divisions. Oh. One is for um, therapeutics and hemp therapeutics. And it's around having evidence-based um, products that are actually fit within that um, prevention of, of health. Um, so the Hemp Oz Division was born. Okay. And that allowed us... Um, now, how did you come up with Hemp Oz? 
Again, it was a, it was by accident because I actually came down with type two diabetes whilst I was setting up the Osmedican group, um, and having the lab and being in this this health and wellness space um, allowed me to contact our team and say, right, I've got this problem. Can you come up with something? And um, they did the research and we played around with with a mixture of ingredients that actually I tried and worked, and they were absolutely gold. So they actually. Um, reversed my symptoms of type 2 diabetes so whilst i knew that yeah i know i know right so um and an actual fact is quite interesting that you should say that because i went on um the sbs medicine or myth show so with dr charlie tail and dr jenny mansberg so they'd heard about this and how it reversed my type to diabetes and they said bullshit as well this there's no way that this could could be possible so they invited me on this program um and the idea is if they like the story they'll test the product and they'll invest in the clinical trials so they actually were like you and said there's no way i mean there's if this drink can do what you're saying it can do then it's going to change the world uh, it's going to change people's lives all over the world. So um, because of that, we're going to put it through the clinical trial. So it was a 12-month process live on television. And they put it through the trial. And at the end of the trial, they do the um, the tests with people's blood tests and so forth. And I don't have the exact figures, but the majority of people reverse the symptoms of type 2 diabetes and there was other people in the cohort that reversed the type 2 diabetes. By drinking, let yeah. me get this right. I just needed to drink like a bottle like this Jammu. Yeah. You had your hemp. Oz kombucha. Hemp Oz kombucha. Yeah. In a bottle like that. Yeah. And I had to drink, what, five a day, ten a day. Well, there was the, <coughs> the on the um, clinical trial, they did one per day. Yep. And they did that for about eight weeks or something. And um, and that's where th- that was the results. So it's quite phenomenal. So tell me, tell me, why isn't everyone talking about this? Well, what, what happened with us is we got really caught. We got caught up because we weren't on that particular show to promote or to sell any product. Yeah, We were there to talk about, well, this is something that, I used when I had type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. and this is how it improved mm-hmm. my life. And if it can help for other people, then great. But we weren't particular. We were very particular that we weren't going on to sell anything. Um, and as a result of the show, before the show ended, um, our website was inundated, even though we didn't actually say. So you weren't trying to sell. I mean, nah. the, the stats for that, V just sent me the stats for that. 75% of participants reported improving in their fasting blood sugar levels. Yeah. A 1.5 mmol, whatever, fasting blood sugar level improvement. These are huge. It's quite dramatic. And like, it can... Uh, it's quite dramatic. It, it can it really change people's like, lives. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm yeah. staggered by how you're, dr- dramatic is an understatement. Yeah. Diabetes is a massive problem worldwide. Well, one in every every five minutes, somebody comes down with type 2 diabetes in this country. It's the biggest problem in the world today in terms of the health um, problem. So in this country, 
one in every five minutes someone comes down with type 2 diabetes. Uh, the, the numbers are staggering. Yeah. I, I can't believe. And um, fuck, we're not even, are we selling, we're not even selling this fucking product. So we've got to get our shit together yeah. to get this product in place. So what, what we did is it was all by accident. So we tried it <laughs> because it helped me. And then we thought, well, hey, you are the perfect guinea pig. Yeah, well, I am. Give me anything. I'll, <laughs> I'll give anything a go, basically. <laughs> but the um, but when we when we tried it, we didn't know that it was going to be beneficial to um, everybody else, and so we created these kits. And the kits were because being Scottish, I don't want to pay, you know. An extortionate amount of money for something. I You're not something. from Aberdeen, are you? By no, the but no uh, far from. Uh, okay, no my my, from. Bo- my GM is yeah. an Aberdeenian, uh, right. okay. and I yeah. don't worry, I'm I'm well attuned to it. Yeah. So keep going. <laughs> so yeah, the um, so the the reality is is that I didn't want people to spend an awful lot of money. I wanted them to do something themselves. Yep. So I created a kit that allowed people to make their own. So at home, they can make 40 servings and it costs about three cents per serving. And they don't need to use our product to do that. They can use anyone's ingredients to do that. So it's a real Why the fuck? You just, lost your, you just gave your market away. No, no, no. But the whole idea is that we want people yeah. to okay, be able to do all. this because we're a medical company. Yeah. So if we were only worried about the bottom line, then we might not do that. But we're actually more interested in patients. Wow, because that fits I, in with a bigger picture. I, I'm sure I know this story. I, I'm I'm sure you've told me this, but Jesus, yeah. those results are amazing. And that you know, you can't not like that. You can't that can't be shaped at. Do you sell much product? Oh, uh, loads. So what what we do is um, we've got a few ways that we sell product. First of all, to get back to the show, we got caught off guard because we didn't, as I said, go in there to sell anything. And we had thousands and thousands and thousands of orders. In fact, it was that chaotic that we ended up on a current affair. Oh, for not supplying orders? For not supplying because we were being two weeks and three weeks and not being able to get to people. And so we we ended up um, turning our head office into a bit of a um, conveyor belt distribution centre. So we managed to keep up with them. And so we've got those customers that have seen the show and you can see the show it's still on sbs demand so anyone can go on and 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 check it out so and i think episode eight is a catch-up um and that's great because it actually goes through the whole process of me talking about it right through to the 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 patients talking about it but now we have sold more than we could sell and we had angry customers as a result of that which was um even harder to deal with than, than actually selling the product. So how long ago, how long ago was this? When, when, when was this? Oh, uh, 2018, I think it was 18. So it's not, it's not actually that long ago. No, no. That's incredible. I mean, I, I can't see Pfizer giving you the uh, ingredients on how to get a vaccine so that you, they don't make yeah. as much money. I, I it, It's quite a different look at um, profit over um, just willingness for a better, for a better, earth the better planet yeah. to live on and and everyone's health so it's but inter- pretty interesting but, but, inter- but it, the, the funny thing it's about quite that, elon musk isn't it yeah well the people can do it i mean and it you was, could be the next elon musk well we're on track <laughs> i just have to learn how to drive <laughs> <laughs> but no in terms of um 
the availability, the whole thing, the whole purpose of the Hemp Oz division, and it ties in with what you mentioned, Della, about us being an early stage cannabis revenue generator. Yeah. The funds that we make from our Hemp Oz division actually goes towards our clinical trials. Right. So we're not looking to get rich from selling beverages or to selling our therapeutics. Yeah. They're to actually support the further, um, the strategic direction of the company being a medical company that puts patients above profits. It's such a, it's such a different model. Like mm. when you look at all the different models uh, moving forward and I, I've seen the things that, that you endeavoring to do and mm. i think because you're more scientific yeah um then you know i'm assuming most of the australian offers aren't all scientific or are they all scientific the look i have for the cannabis they, space for, in yeah, they Australia, have to be well they have to be they have yeah. to be yeah but i have to say that the work that the cannabis industry does in australia is pretty significant there's all there's some really fantastic um players out there um, and they have a science-led approach. So underlining what I hear, though, is that they're all waiting for the big stick, the big ticket item, yeah. which is adult-use cannabis. So Whereas, is that recreational? or just recreational, yeah. yeah. So that, is that the, you know, when you see in the States <laughs> yeah. and they have the dispensaries and, yeah. you know, you can go in and you can pick your different highs and, you know, do you think that's where it should go? Definitely, I do. I mean, for us, it's not ideal if that happens straight away. Yeah. And why do I say that? Because as a medical company, we are focused on clinical data. Yeah. And we're focused on the evidence. So if we were to, if they were to go recreational tomorrow, then there wouldn't be any need for companies like us to invest that amount of money in okay. the clinical yeah, evidence. Yeah, fair enough. I, I haven't looked at it like that. Yeah, and I believe, and, 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 and most people in our industry believe, that they want to be able to um, demonstrate that their product is actually something that, as I said before, that, that can be, um, that's going to reflect what it says on the can. Yeah, because I, I, I look at how they set it up in America and, and like, um, you know, they get put, like I watch Cops. Yeah. <laughs> and they get pulled over and if they have it in that certain like in a container it's like okay they understand it's medical yeah. grade yeah the thing i don't get is if thc is in those recreational drugs yeah how, how do you how are you able to drive uh, uh like that's the part i don't get because here you see the ads and I yeah. think the ads are quite clever. It's got the smoke coming out and, you know, you know, you may have had some weed last night, but it's still in your system. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think they're, they're great ads. And yeah. I, I think in the States when you watch them, they pull them over. But if they got it in a the container, they know it's medical. They know it's yeah. uh, They know it's not, not medical. They know it's from the dispensary. Yes. But anyone can go to the dispensary or certain people or I, I don't quite know how it works. And, yeah. And... I think for Australia, how long away is it before Drake's is selling, uh, before Drake's is selling um, weed? Yeah. Is well, it going to happen in our lifetime? Look, oh, I reckon. We're pretty young, so I, fuck, reckon, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's going to happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Certainly mine, because I'm a lot younger than you. <laughs> but let's not, okay. throw, let's not throw the age gap around. <laughs> um, but no, it's definitely, it's, as I said before, it's a bit like Canada. I mean, it'll take. It takes time, 
there's a lot of real um, evidence coming to the forefront now. But, you know, you think about it, cannabis, right? It's what, hundreds and hundreds and gazillion years old, yep. right? Going back to day dot. Well, hey, cannabis was only outlawed in Australia between 1926 and 1959. So pre that, they were yeah. all smoking weed. Well, well, companies like Pfizer and other companies had p- products as well in the pharmacy that were from cannabinoids. Yeah. So, so what, um, they stopped doing those. So they had to stop doing it because of the war on drugs, because in the US they went and put a full ban on anything to do with um, cannabis. So, but opioids are fine. Opioids are fine. Well, the, the, I know, I know. What the I know, fuck? I mean, I this know. is the part that it, 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 I, I really don't understand. Well, I mean, it does make you think, doesn't it, when you, you think about opioids. and But the people behind opioids, the money that they've got, the pharmaceutical might that they have. And now, of course, all of that's coming to the forefront because now we've seen countries and states in the US that are just destroyed well you see there's some crazy yeah. um docos on opioids like yeah. uh, and how it is decimating yeah countries people and you know it starts off by something simple like oh, i've got a knee reconstruction yeah. um i'm prescribed um you know what's what's some opioid i, I don't know i'm, I'm benzo or yeah, something benzo or i'm prescribed whatever it's called yeah so i'm i'm prescribed something and then all of a sudden, oh, I like that feeling. And then all yeah. of a sudden, well, hang on, my injury was a while ago. I still keep getting a subscription until I can't. Yeah. Uh, and you can see how, you know, that's what started the Oxycontin, yeah. you know, and, and how that destroy and how how much they make on that drug. Yeah. I'm not a doubter of Big Pharmacy's um, legitimacy. But they're not just going to pull that off the table. Look, that's that's the whole point, isn't it? And they don't pull it off the table. <clears throat> and it is about making um, money and creating revenue. And it's a real shame because it's at the cost of people's lives. And you talk about um, the fact that people went in and they had some sort of reconstruction and they yeah. had some sort of back problem. Yeah, back, and yeah. then before you know it, these are normal people just like us yeah. that have been given a, 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 an opioid. Yeah. And before you know it, they're addicted to it. So as soon as the tap's turned off from the doctor, yeah. What are their other options? Their only options are to go to the black market. So they go to the black market and they end up on heroin or some other, you yeah. know, godforsaken drug that they take. They lose their family. They lose their work. They lose their people that are close to them, their children in some some occasions. Um, and, of course, it's treated as a criminal offence. Well, it wasn't a criminal offence when the person had a back injury and went to the doctors and yeah, but- one day said, here, take that and you'll feel better. So there's a lot of problems in that space um, and f- as a result. Fuck, my mum will never listen to this, but she has like, I don't know how many Oxycontins she has a day. Mm. And, she, you know, she can't drive because it's too strong. That's right. Like they say, yeah. at, thank God for that. If anyone's sat in this fucking passenger seat, it's fine. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I look at that and I think, Fuck, mum, this is not good. That that is really bad. And she's been on them for many, 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 yeah. many years. Yeah. But her psyche to go into something natural, she can't fathom that a natural is the way to go. And I, I, she's not alone. And Definitely she's a bit not. older too, right? Yeah. But 
I, I look at it and I think, fucking, you, you, you watch these docos um, that do not harm the op- opioid epidemic. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. And you can see that's a problem. But what's even a problem is how much people are getting prescriptions for, and there's doctors out there, which I think they're tightening tightening up, but yeah. that's part of the gig. Yeah, I go get yeah. prescriptions here. I go sell them there. Yeah. That's that's a, it's a crisis. There's no doubt. And that, I think Australia doesn't see it as much. I think, well, it, we've been slightly shielded from the US. Yep. The US has just been, you know, the biggest problem. Um, it's a bit like a war zone over there with the opioid um, crisis. And those companies now that were like the Oxycontin yep. companies, they've been sued gazillions and gazillions of But they've of made dollars. gazillions. They have. Right. They have. Yeah. So it's like, and they oh, take that risk. They take that risk. They think, well, if we can make enough money, if we've got to spend some in the legal framework, yeah, to, to we will. Yeah. But we've already made the money in any event. But getting back to your mother, um, yeah. in terms yep. of, um, look, I mean, if I was had, I've, I've really, I, I call out my people that I know stories. So yeah, <laughs> um, it's just how it is because it's their real life. They're, yeah, like yeah. it's 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 happening, right? Well, I think it's a good <clears throat> example because I mean, my mom was not too dissimilar to yours in that she was prescribed a particular opioid and she swore by it and the whole rationale is that that's what their doctor prescribed them now if you think about doctors today they don't have the same ammunition it wasn't taught to them in terms of the natural cannabinoids that are actually good for specific indications so they don't know what they don't know and they're starting to get to grips with this now but unless your mum is consulted by the doctor to say hey you've been on this for a certain period of time we're going to try you on something that's more natural. How do you feel about that? And getting your mum comfortable about it and then realising that, yeah, well, it won't do any harm if I give it a go versus if I keep going down the track with the Oxycontin, there might be a, you know, a particular yeah, problem. Yeah, I, I, I guess there's no offer right now, yeah? No. Yeah, so for me, I'm, I get, I've got my eye on it. I, I do believe there's something with the natural process and i you know i think it's up to me to try and educate because she still thinks it's oh you're gonna get high and i'm like mom it's not like that like (laughs) and that'd be the least problem the thing about cannabis as well is that there's a lot of the um strains and depending how it's extracted that won't nor nor normally give you a high but it won't impact what you talked about earlier which is oh you want to go and eat (laughs) Um, so there's there's particular um uh, cannabinoids that actually suppress the appetite so they're really good for weight loss are you kidding yes i know so people don't really know that they're doing a lot of work on that now in fact we're doing work with that around um it being a weight a weight product so yeah, far be it from you going and 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 scoffing everything in the house. Kind of ruins the fun. But yeah. <laughs> if, we onto, um, uh, if we go back onto um, if we go back onto um, you know, we talk about an opioid epidemic. Um, you know, Pfizer since the year two thousand yeah has been fined ten billion dollars mm, mm. for false claims and whatnot. I mean. Yeah. It's such an absurd number, and that's yeah. just that's just one company. Yeah, it's such an absurd number that when you sit there and look at when the jab was in full flight, they had a sixteen billion dollar profit quarter. 
Yes. Well, you've just answered that <laughs> yourself. I mean, $10 billion is nothing uh, if you're making $20 billion a quarter. Uh, um, and, and a lot of these insane. companies, they, well, they build that into it. They build that into the risk. So Yeah, but it, it's not right. Well, I don't think it's right. And most people now are becoming a lot more tuned into it. And they're asking themselves the questions, you know, what is this product? And when I don't need this product, how am I going to... Am I going to be reliant on it? Yes, you are. Yeah. And when we talk about, I mean, I, I, I think, now this is John Paul's world of realism, Yeah. <laughs> that the vaccinations that have happened for COVID-19 yeah. have done nothing but cloud people's mind about yeah. how big pharma should be seen. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think there'll be a little bit of doubt moving forward from now yeah. where people are like, well, you told us there was a fucking vaccine and, you you know, it was like the old vaccines that were 99%, but it wasn't really the case, right? Yeah. And I think there's going to be a bit of doubt in people. And it, I think Australians have proved that, yeah, I'll have my two shots, I'll have a booster, but fuck you, I'm not getting any more than that. You can yeah. go get fucked. And yeah, yeah. They've pushed Australians to enough. And I think if you asked, and I, I could be... Well outweighted here. If you asked how many people were happy with being vaccinated because they wanted to, not because they were forced to, yeah, I would love to know that percent. Because Look, it can't be that many because who wants to get vaccinated? <laughs> Think about it. I mean, I wouldn't want to get vaccinated for anything, even if it did me good. I mean, who wants a bloody needle in their arm? I don't. So, I mean, the only way that I, well, I did get vaccinated. The only reason I got vaccinated is because I had to travel. Yeah. Uh, and it was almost um, because of what other people, being with other people, I had to be vaccinated. But if it was up to me, I wouldn't really be bothered with it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I yeah. mean, you know, vax what you like. Do yeah. do as you do, do as you don't. Up to yourself. Just don't force it on me. But what I'm a bit sort of annoyed <laughs> and belligerent around is that I've just been told, oh, you might need to get another booster. <laughs> well, I've already had, I've already had three jags already. <laughs> Oh, you're going to get want to give another one. So just how much profits do these companies make? Because if you think about it, you know, well, they can just come out with every six months, have another booster. Well, there you go, 16 billion quarterly profits. I, uh, look, I, I, I um, we, we had uh, Dr. Professor Nikolai here and he, he's, he made one comment that, that really hit home is that, People should want vaccinations, not be forced to have them. And yeah, when I thought about it, he's exactly right. And yeah. I think for us, it, I think what we've seen and the actions that we've seen from Big Pharma, I think it's it's actually in everyone's mind made a little bit of a click to, mm, okay, can they be trusted? Yeah. And can a natural process be as, as effective? Well, the, th the, the the fact is this, all of these products were from natural sources before. Yep. So before there was companies like Pfizer and other companies where they made um, products um, to mirror that of nature, um, it was nature's products. And that's why... So your products don't have mRNA in it? No, our products are all natural. That's the whole thing. It's about being plant-based. <laughs> Yeah, because well, protein going, base. At least there's um, going back to the going back to the roots of like something that's natural, something that's created in nature. Yep. There's nothing added to it. Yeah, 
So it's more about, you know, pharmacy. But then you think about a pharmaceutical company. They spend a gazillion billion dollars in research and development. Yeah. If they could give me one billion, I bet you I could solve one of the biggest problems for them. But they wouldn't want that problem solved. So whilst they're doing the research and the development into a particular indication or product, they don't want it solved. Because if they solve it, if they solve the flu virus, for example, then they're buggered because overnight their whole company would collapse just with the flu virus, say, for example. Well, how many billions does it take to solve a flu virus when it wasn't that long ago COVID came about and now we've got something that actually combats COVID very quickly? Yeah. Why are they not doing that with the common cold? Uh, Well, Well, but cancer is the biggest industry in the world. Why aren't they solving cancer? There's too much money to be made in cancer. There's too much money in the sick. We don't want everybody healthy. I say we. That's not the Osmedican group. <laughs> We're the opposite. We want people healthy. <laughs> uh, I, when you talk about, um, I, I mean, look, I'm staggered by the amount of um, money that's made from alcohol, yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. And... Right now, and in an industry that sells a lot of cigarettes, um, it's in decline in in volume. Yeah. And I look at the the amount of money that the government makes by excise, um, amount the money they make on the tobacco tax. tax yeah. And I can only see they're going to need an alternative moving forward. Yeah. So if you gave the government... And this is, I believe this, so I, I this is one of those Gary V moments where you can oh, yeah. rewind and find <laughs> this stat, Ali, all right, you mark that, <laughs> where I believe that the government's going to need to tax something other than cigarettes. Absolutely, right. JP. And now, if we had you running the country, we'd be doing all right with the sides of things. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, where have you been? <laughs> Sitting in this little box on the telly. You should be out there exploring and helping the world. <laughs> oh, God, I think a few people have a heart attack with that. But I believe <laughs> they will tax cannabis. Definitely. I believe they'll, they'll sit there and if I was doing this, I would say, hey, quite happy to keep, keep increasing. I mean, tobacco clearly proves it kills you. It there's kills no, you. There's no, and Two so does alcohol, right? Yeah. And, oh, wine's good for you, so they say. But it, it, this is not like a, a maybe. It's pretty clear. Yeah. So if we go to cannabis, so then we put our tax on cannabis and, and then I make what I lose off the tobacco and yeah. then help grow an industry Yeah. that is doing the world better. Yeah. That's very good English. But that, that, to me, is a step forward for mankind. Yeah. Well, am I going to say mankind? Yeah. Humankind. Humankind. So, so to me, I would then replace that. Here's your income stream. You still get it. You pick it up. You actually get a double. Why they? Why cigarettes? You know, the cigarette companies are frightened. What comes next? I mean, cigarette companies can't even get like the big cigarette companies, the PMIs, the the barter. They can't even get vape nicotine legalized. Yeah. And they can everywhere else in the world, but not in Australia yet. 
Every Joe Blow is selling all the dodgiest fucking vape on the planet. I saw a good one yeah. the other day, peanut butter and jelly. Like, yeah, almost, <laughs> I almost wanted to start vaping. But they have all this stuff that they sell online, let it all in, don't make it illegal. You know, why the, Why don't they just come to the party of what's going on in the rest of the world but and concentrate on uh, something that's good for you? Yeah. Well, it's all about the money, isn't it, and the mighty dollar. Correct. Now, the thing about, uh, you've hit the nail on the head, though, when you talk about the decline in alcohol. You hit the head, you hit it on the, the nail on the head when you talk about the decline in, in cigarette yep. consumption. So we know now that people are drinking less. And we know now that people are at, well, apart from us, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> um, and we know that people are um, smoking less. Yep. So actually. Well, it's, it, it, you can't afford it. Well, the people will afford it because, you know, people will always find money to do things that, that they want to do. True. That's true. So, um, but I couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford it because we would rather put that money somewhere else. But if you think about the tobacco company. Um, of today, um, they're very focused on the cannabis industry of tomorrow, and they are. Being, they are. They are. Yep. And most of the big players have some form of investment in a cannabis company or a vape company already, so they're already thinking about that today. The same with the drinks. So drinks, um, the company called Constellation brands yeah they invested five billion dollars into a local cannabis company in um canada called canopy yeah um, and uh, of course canopy okay there's a bit of news about these guys actually yeah well canopy is actually the largest um company in the world today because constellation brands that owns all of the beers so canopy canopy duo back together at creso Canopy, canopy, um, yeah, yeah. Now canopy is different from Cresco, okay. But canopy, um, they've never made any money yet. Yeah, um, they're in the beverage sector, so they own, um, and if I'm not mistaken, they own um, Corona beer or Budweiser beer. Oh, so you know, they're so huge. They're massive. Yep. They're the largest beverage company in the world. So their investment of five billion into the cannabis company Canopy, which is a small company. Um, made a lot of sense because in the future, people are going to be drinking cannabis beverages. Well, a hundred percent, and I'm saying it now. Yeah. If we can do a CBD beer, yeah. My friends at the Big Shed want yeah. to be the first. Yeah. Well, that's exciting to know because we've already created a CBD beverage. No beverage. I'm saying yeah. beer. Beer. Yeah. But you but can. That's put- not going to help the boys. No, but we can. We can help. We can help the boys. We can. <laughs> Give the formulation. South Australia Brewer just down yeah. the road. Well, see, a lot of people think um, in terms of like adding hemp to beverages or cannabis to beverages, the biggest problem that you've got is that it's oil to water. So oil and water don't mix. Yep. The oil Slopes comes to the top. Yep. So we invested quite heavily on technology that actually um, breaks down the oil and it allows it to mix with the hemp, uh, with the water. So it's a better consistency, so it's not oil at the top. Okay. So in terms of your friends at the <clears throat> brewery, we've got already got the technology. It's half half the battle getting the technology to know how to do it, because otherwise um, you would have oil floating on at top, the top of the beer. Yeah. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So if we talk about... Um, 
what governments are taxing. That's pretty clear. I'm assuming Big Pharma is definitely that they must be gobbling up um, um, cannabinoid joints. Surely they are. Look, there's a company, um, Jazz um, Pharmaceutical, um, was um, purchased for over seven billion. Um, it's a company out of the UK, um, and they are um, not anywhere where we're at in terms of a company today. The Oz Medican Group, and they were picked up for over seven billion dollars. So, Fuck, these, where's your buyout? Yeah, well, we're you, not we're you... not selling. <laughs> but one day we will. One day we will. Or so I'm t- <laughs> so I'm told we will. Uh, but I need a job, JP, so we can't sell it. <laughs> I. I um, does it worry you that big farmer gonna come in? Like, you know, uh, do you think do you think it's all beer and skittles with a big farmer coming to town to make a play? And do you think that's gonna change the? You know, that's a lot of money. I mean, I mean, m- imagine someone coming to you and go, "Here's five billion dollars. Get your product out there. Hurry up and yeah. grow whatever team you fucking need." Yeah, uh, like. I look at that and I think, well, someone's going to be laughing. Yeah. yeah. But at what stage do you get controlled what happens? I mean, people people forget that Big Pharma pays for the ads on TV, hence why the media needs to keep them happy. And, like, it's a whole snowball yeah. effect. Yeah. If you start taking the, na- the natural path, yeah, don't you think it's just going to turn into a, another cigarette? Look, it will be another cigarette, but it will be good for you <clears throat> at the end of the day. Um, and look, you know, there are, look, it depends on what the philosophy is that you're driving. Now, the philosophy behind the Osmedican group is that patients above profits. That's not to is that, mean. Is that your, is that your statement? Yeah. Patients above profits. Now that doesn't mean that we don't need to make money. That doesn't mean that we're not looking to make yeah. a profit. Yeah, it means that the first and most important thing is to look after the patients. And there's a lot of patients that cannot access medical cannabis because it's too expensive. I mean, I would struggle accessing medical cannabis at the prices that, are, that they're at today. So it's our job to actually reduce the cost and the barrier to entry so is that everyone everywhere, and I'm talking about the world, has access to premium medical grade cannabis but an affordable price right so there's definitely so for us i mean we've been approached a few times to be purchased by um big 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 players um and it's came down to the fact that they don't have the same strategic goals we do they're not as concerned about the patient, they're more concerned about the profits because that doesn't fit with us. It doesn't match. It doesn't match. That's some. Um, now, if you ask me to take the money and run, I'll take money every day. I'm Scottish <laughs> and I'll run. But we're governed by a very sophisticated board that's joined that company um, for a specific, for a particular reason, yeah. and that is patients above profits. How can we have everyone access a product that does them good? Um, and makes them feel better. Jeez, you're the you're the um, natural Steve Irwin. You're just alive, yeah. though. <laughs> I'm just alive, but just. <laughs> uh, but it, it shows that you actually care more about than just making money. And I'm sure you know you want your big payday one day. And fair enough, you, that's what happens. But bringing the cost down now, how how expensive is CBD? 
So at the minute, it can cost you, I mean, I think it's quite ridiculous, but you could be paying up to $500. For what? For CBD, for one prescription. So is that 50 mils? Is that? That could be 35, uh, 35 I'm trying mils. to think what a friend of mine's paid. But basically, um, you can pay more for gold. You can pay more for gold than it would be for CBD in today's market if you look at the price of gold. Ollie, so what are you expensive. paying for CBD? <laughs> oh, you know, my gives me mates rates. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't. I actually didn't p- p- picture it was so expensive. Yeah. Well, the thing. That, so currently, there's a couple of different ways that you can get a prescription. You can go to your doctor, your regular doctor, and they can go, "Okay, <clears throat> let's organise how we can make that happen for you." There's a bit of admin work done, yep. and they can do it. Okay. Or so- if they don't know what they don't know, they can suggest looking on the internet and finding out where you can get it. Now, if you're that unlucky and you come up against one of the cannabis clinics, um, then you can phone up the cannabis clinic, you can make an appointment, you can be screened by a, a nurse, and eventually you might get a one-on-one with a doctor on a telemedicine platform. <clears throat> that cost is about 300 to $500. Then you've got to pay the medication on top of that. So you can see why there's a black market. Oh, absolutely. And that's why there's a sense of urgency for the government to approve products like the Osmedicine Group's product. They want to approve this product. It's not for the lack of wanting to do it, but it has to follow the guidelines of a Schedule 3 medicine. And it's a long process. It's a long process and it's a big investment. And most companies won't make that investment. And you'd probably think, well, why not? Because the market's $5 billion. There's a big enough market for it. Yep. There's enough of an uptake around people wanting to get access to CBD and cannabis medicine. Yep. We know that because we've already got the, the growth double digits every year with the prescriptions. Yep. But the reality is, is why does a company have to do that? So if you look at our company, for example, now we're an Aussie startup company. We've been going for about four years now. Now we can opt out to do one or the other. We don't have to do the clinical trial and spend the millions of dollars that it costs because worldwide, we don't need to do that. So if we want to sell our product in London or the US or Canada, we don't need to invest any money whatsoever for clinical evidence because it's legal in those markets. It's only for Australia, it's not legal. So it's only in Australia where you have to invest in the clinical evidence. So if we weren't a medical company, then perhaps we wouldn't be investing that money to make the product available over the counter. But the difficult thing for other companies in this space is that they're all startups, they're all new to the industry. And for them, two, three million dollars to invest in a particular clinical trial is not going to give them enough of a reward when they don't need to and they can sell the product, the exact same product, yeah. without any expenditure So in other countries and other markets. So, um, so your clinical trial you're doing is in stage... Yeah. So how many stages before your life? Like, has it, are you in stage two, stage... Like, how does it work? So the first thing that you have to do is you have to do your dossier and you have to do all of the research that goes with the dossier. We've done that. And then you have to go through the process of, is this something that the TGA, and you have to meet with the TGA, they're happy with it. Then you have to go through and do the the ethics 
So once you've done the ethics, your clinical trial. So we're at the point of doing the recruitment for the clinical trial. Okay. So that that's... So we're at the final hurdle, if you like. Yeah. Okay. So you get your 300 people. Yeah. On that trial. We need to... We, we can promote that too. I think it'd be good to put it, put it out there. Yeah. And then... Once you get that trial, how long is the process? So it takes about, it only takes about five weeks. I know. But it's the administration after that. So the trial only takes around about five, maybe six weeks maximum. Mm -hmm. But then it's all of the work post that trial that has to be done. And that's where it takes about (coughs) another six to eight months, could be 12 months. So with the... Uh, <clears throat> with your product, it's specifically about sleep. Specifically on <clears throat> sleep, Is that the yeah. first in the world? It's the first in the world <clears throat> um, Trasman t- trial. So, in the, U- so in, in, in the world, people would think, and they do, well, we've got hundreds of thousands of years with anecdotal evidence, yep. but no one has ever put their money up to say, right, well, we're we're about to, you know, test and try what we are doing and we want to get it through clinical evidence. And the reason is because they don't have to, as I said before, they don't have to invest the money in it. So why would they bother doing it? Whether it is our company will be the first in the world to have invested in this particular clinical trial that will benefit all Aussies, but not just Aussies. It'll be it's, it'll be registered across the world. So I'm assuming that Australian CBD, I'm assuming Australian CBD. Yeah. Is that, you know, seen as um, much better than China CBD? Look, we'd probably surprise you to know that China grow more cannabis and hemp. It, it, you know what? World, it, it, but it doesn't surprise you. <laughs> you know, it actually, it actually, <laughs> no. it actually doesn't. But, it, but surely, yeah. if I'm sitting on the line and I'm in the, I'm in Canada, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I want to buy some CBD. Oh, look, Australia's got like the kangaroo CBD. Yeah, yeah. Versus the uh, the Chinese flu CBD. Yeah, <laughs> like. I, I, I am just saying. <laughs> the Chinese flu CBD. I, I'm just, well, nobody wants that, JP. <laughs> but I'm assuming uh, does 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 being locally Australian does that does that mean something around the world or not? Yes, it does. So brand Australia means everything. It's about the green, the clean, and all of the above. Now, in terms of our um, products that are pharmaceutical grade, yeah, we have the world's gold standard. So therefore anywhere in the world, as soon as they see that you've got a cannabis product or any therapeutic product registered in Australia, they know that it's got the gold standard stick of approval and it's easier to get it registered in those countries, other countries out with Australia. So it's a global... Global? Yeah. It's highly... From Australia? Yeah. So our company will be the first Aussie company in the world to have evidence-based products in cannabis space that you can get in the pharmacy yep. without a prescription see i i don't know it's it's funny because it's a you don't hear about uh, much about it no but there are look to be fair there are a few companies here in australia and um, some of them have um, an american or a canadian sort of influence yep. um, who have and will 
develop their own products for registration on the TGA. Um, and I take my hat off to them because, as I said before, it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, and it means that they are really focused on the outcome, the right outcome. Because companies don't, they can forget about Australia. So they don't need to, they can be, yeah, they can be the here. The market's too small. Yeah, it's not that not big enough to be that concerned about if you're only looking at the bottom dollar. However, if you're smart enough around it, when you get the sign off in Australia, then it's got that diamond service standard. So yep. therefore you can sell your product all over the world. So whilst you've got a small market here in Australia, whilst the barrier is quite difficult to get entry yeah, into, yeah. whilst it's not for the faint-hearted and it costs a lot of money, worldwide is where the prize is when it comes to sleep. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's a, it's a, and sorry, I said earlier that one in nine people. Yeah. I meant nine, nine out of ten Yeah. People. I, I think I said I can't yeah, believe yeah, it's only one in did, nine. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. is that all? Fuck. Yeah. Everyone I, I speak to, not everyone, but it's a big problem. Now well, we we've got these um, we have these um, sleep tea products, which uh, we also have as a CBD sleep well, thanks tea. Thanks for bringing some samples in. I know. Well, we tea. can't we can't because it's illegal. Oh, and well, we can have a glass for, of wine. Thanks for bringing him. Yeah, under the we can have a glass bag. of wine. We can have a glass of wine, but we can't have some CBD <coughs> tea. Um, I do. Um, I will say though, the CBD tea is gold, and when we can sell that in this country. It's bliss. So people will. Has it got a name? It's CBD tea. Oh, that's pretty original. Right. So, yeah. Really, well, we are, we're, we're medical people. long and hard <laughs> yeah. to come up with that yeah. one. Well, we're medical people. We're not marketing <laughs> or salespeople. I think that we could probably be doing with them people, but everything we do has to be within that sort of pragmatic medical <laughs> uh, sphere. But okay. the CBD tea is bliss. And when we can sell, so whilst we won't sell it here, so we launched that in the US and we launched that in Canada and the UK. So you have? No, we are. Yeah. So it's about to go live in the next couple of weeks. Have you thought of a different name, but not just straight Look, out? I haven't because that, yeah, CBDT. <laughs> Look, um, well, I might have to go away and take that back to the to take that back to the team, but maybe marketing have got a different idea and I just don't know about it yet. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm well, always I, the last I, to know. I love how it's about to be launched, but I so I it, very. I mean that that sounds. I mean I, I'll be honest. I have a um, the name a, is almost the last thing that's important because the work that it's taken to, to get, get a product that you can put in a tea that you can mix with a medicinal herb that you can sell on a market a market. There's there's so much went on to it. The name has almost been forgotten about. So you flag something up that needs to go back to the drawing board and I'll be advising you as to how we go with that. So you're going to have that, would that product be packaged in Australia? Yeah. So everything that we do has to be in Australia. Okay. So there are companies and there's nothing wrong with this, but they'll white label a product from overseas and then they'll bring that in and they'll put their own name on the shelf. Everything that we do has to be 100% Australian, albeit I'm Scottish. But I am Australian as well, though. <laughs> it's okay. Just in case <laughs> your audience are a bit scratchy, <laughs> I'm Aussie through and through. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I, I think I've got an explanation. Um, the body has cannabinoid receptors and... Yeah, that's why if you have um, oxycodone and all that, then once you actually stop it, your receptors want more. 
and yeah. hence a craving. But I yeah. heard that the cannabinoids are in your body naturally. Yeah. So it, can you explain it far better than I can? Look, probably not, but I'll give it a go. Uh, I'm um, happy. I'll give mm-hmm. it a go. So, yeah, well, they only discovered that the body was full of endocannabinoids, and I call them um, endocannabinoids for your your, your, okay. your listeners because yep. it makes it a wee bit easier. Yep. But the um, endocannabinoid is full of receptors um, and they're almost like um, talking to each other all of the time. And if you think about taking an Oxycontin, well, there's no natural receptor to receive that. So it's actually got to go a lot harder for it to work, mm-hmm. whether it's with cannabis and with CBD. In the body is already the CBD receptors. So it's designed for that. So before, long gone before, our bodies has already been created to know that CBD works for our bodies. Mm-hmm. So this is obviously something that's been happening way before, um, you know, thousands of years ago that's allowed our bodies to be receptive to the cannabinoid um, strain. So what does that mean? <laughs> it means Sorry. that oh, any opioid, <laughs> any opioid in the body, yep. um, is not is it's 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 tricking the body into doing something or thinking or feeling something. Whether it's cannabis, CBD, anything from the cannabinoid plant, it finds a receptor. Uh, some of them are good, some of them are not so good. Yeah. The receptors are natural receptors, so they work really well with the body. But so, funny enough, they only worked that out like, you know, yesterday practically. It wasn't like something in the medical books a hundred years ago. And um, what is the, do, do you know CB2, CB1? Is CB2 receptors, are they more common in the immune system? I don't know. They help, that. well, they, they actually help the inflammation and pain, apparently. Yeah. Well, there's still work to be done in that in terms yep. of getting the evidence around it. But look, as I said to you before, I mean, if you believe, if you believe, you know, what people say, cannabis can, you know, grow your hair. It can do anything you like. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if it could grow my hair. But <laughs> um, I got a healthy head there. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. Well, you say it's healthy, but there's been a few tricks to get that healthy. <laughs> That's for another show. <laughs> um, but look, at the end of the day, um, yeah, the, the, the cannabis, they say, is good for everything. But the fact is, if you want to say that it can do a specific thing, then you need to get the evidence. And that's where it comes short. So companies like us um, and other companies like us are investing the money now and getting the evidence so that then when your mum goes to the doctor and your mum says, you know what, my son says mm-hmm. I shouldn't really be on these opioid tablets yep. um, and he thinks that I might be better on a natural. He yep. mentioned cannabis. What do you think? Yep. Well, we want the doctor to have confidence and say, well, I'll tell you what, there has been a particular product from the Osmedican group which has actually been tried and tested and clinically proven to do A, B, and C. Yeah. Then the doctor will have the confidence talking to your mum and your mum will have the confidence because the doctor said, you know what, give it a go. But it won't do you any harm. Does the doctor make money from prescribing fat big pharma drugs? Yes. Will the doctor make money from prescribing Osmedican? No. This is a fundamental issue. So, and I'll tell you another thing, actually. So we have really taken a massive approach to this 
in that there are um, doctors at the minute in particular cannabis clinics that that will do a telehealth for between $99 up to the $500. And then you've got to pay for the product. We've actually um, steered away from having our products positioned within cannabis clinics because we don't believe that patients should be paying any more money. So we're at the minute looking at a business model that we have set up and it's called Connecting Patients with Doctors. And we'll only connect patients with doctors that do not charge an additional fee because they're talking about medical cannabis. So if you got your doctor and you want to get an opioid tablet to help you to go to sleep, for example, Mm -hmm. you've got your doctor and your doctor will either belt bill or charge you whatever they charge you. If they belt bill and it's a 15 minute consultation, it might be like, you know, 50 bucks. If it's a half an hour consultation, it might be, 120 bucks or yep. something like that, right? Yep. Um, and my gripe is that why should patients have to go and pay the doctor an additional cost out with the consultation? Because at the moment, the doctor already gets money from the government yep. because they can bulk bill. But when they see a cannabis um, patient, they're charging on top of that. So we have a different business model that will really disrupt that. And it means that if you see a doctor, you don't pay anything extra than you would if you're yeah. going for a belt bill. Is there a, an avenue there where the government should be doing something because they're going to be taxing it and they'll be helping you guys to, because, because or are they just happy helping all the people dying of cancer? Because of other Look, reasons? the government, I have to say, are doing a good job. I mean, it doesn't seem that way from the outside. Um, oh, it just seems a bit slow, but that's government. It does. Right? It does. But the reality is, is they're dealing with an unregulated drug, right? So if you think about at the moment, if your mum goes to the doctor, she can get prescribed cannabis. But that prescription that she's being prescribed has got no evidence whatsoever. It's had no clinical trials. That's today. Yeah, so, so she can't get CBD, it's just no evidence. Just, but there's no, but it can't be for a specific indication. Yeah. And she won't know. Yeah, is it for pain? Is it, is it for sleep? Yeah. Is it for whatever? That's right. So it's a bit difficult for a patient to know that and to navigate that really. So if, like, we've got a new premier here in um, South Australia, Malinousis, <laughs> could he then present, hey guys, let South Australia be the first state yeah to legalize cannabis yeah could he do that he could he could yeah and i have a funny feeling that this south australia is quite um lateral in their thinking and they are keen to have this dialogue and um i know that victoria are also quite progressive yep so it will be a matter of time there's a lot of noise nothing better than to beat victoria Oh, yeah. To legalize <laughs> cannabis. I mean, I think we should be pushing for it. I, I reckon. I reckon we should because I, you know, you, you see around the world and what's happened. And I, I, I think it, 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 they need to get to a stage where medical use and then, you know, down the track, if, if people want to um, have recreational use, whether it's through edibles or smoking or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it should be up to them. I'm, I, I can only imagine a whole state of people that have got edibles and that 
be a bit more relaxed, no? It's got to be better. Than, it's got to be better than ice, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's definitely better than ice. I mean, not that I can talk about ice very confidently. Like, but look, you know, the thing is, is that well, they're waking it up to that, and in most places in the US, yeah. Where- what, what's happened? Is there been a like a? I think the US has fourteen. Um, 14 states recreational has been approved. Yes. Um, New so, York was the last one, so it's taken a while, but now New York is legal for recreational. So I, I can only assume, does that, that cuts the black market out, no? Like, yes, uh, it really does. And that's a very good point. In fact, I'm glad that you mentioned that because at the minute, the only people that are making money from any regulation in cannabis, even the good news that's that's coming about in terms of its evidence, is the black market. Because even at the minute, we did some our research team did some research on well, what are people using? Why are they going to get a prescription for it? And the real reason is a number of people are going to get a prescription because they can say back to your point earlier about having it in the car. If they get stopped with the police, yeah, then they can say, "Oh, guess what? I've got, I've got a prescription for it." So, uh, they but hey, well, well, I can't do that with um, THC cannabis, can I? Well, you can't drive with it. You shouldn't drive with it, right? So, if I've, I can't get prescribed. Yeah, can, uh, look, hang on, if I miss this. In Australia, I can't yeah. get prescribed cannabis with THC. Well, you could if you fitted with the indication. So, if you have tried other products that didn't work or fit for you okay then your doctor could see fit to prescribe you a medicinal cannabis um product so there's a lot of people in our research that get a prescription through a cannabis clinic or the doctor they go once to get the prescription which is the high cost um but they keep that certificate in the car to say that they um have a prescription now it doesn't mean that they won't get done yeah. For driving under the influence, the influence of THC. Yeah. But at least they feel better about, oh, but I've got a yeah. I've got a prescription. Okay. Oh, All but because right. if you think about it, putting yourself in those shoes, nobody wants to be caught doing anything yeah. unless they've got something to say, oh, but look, I'm doing it because of. So they've got an out. So that's meant that there's a lot of people out there that will get one prescription filled, not go back for the other ones, and they'll go straight to the black market because it's cheaper. Right. So you would think, I mean, and if you think about it, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if people have got to go to the the doctor, yep. uh, get a prescription, let's say it's going to cost them, you know, four or $500. Um, well, why in their mind do they need to do that when they can go to the black market and get it for, say, $100? Yeah. So it's actually much more cost effective. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. So until we actually get the baddies out of the system, which is the black market drug dealers, and the government get the initiative to say, right, well, we may as well know where this money's been spent. Oh, we'll tax it. Get Just a tax, tax it. it, make some money from it, and then be able to deal with it like they would any other um, health condition. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mm. I can only assume that the studies um being done on what's happening in America and, you know, Amsterdam, I I'm assuming it's all you know, is Amsterdam I think everything's legal now, I'm not sure actually. But well, mm. like is there is there studies done that hey, when this opens up, it, 
you know, we do notice crime goes down. We do like, mm. is there, is there anything to prove that on the black market side mm. uh, that everything sort of comes down or not? Yeah, it is. No, I don't have them off the top of my yep. head, but I can certainly send, I can send you some information with just some facts that you can add to the podcast at the end Yeah, that will actually show people what countries, when they went legal, what did it mean? Yeah, did something change? Yeah, did, did crime, crime go down? Did yeah, you know, and did taxes get? Yeah, paid? did they get? Because I'm assuming I I don't know in America I'm assuming they're taxing this and hence why they absolutely they're, like did did Colorado st- or somewhere in Canada I'm assuming Canada started this somewhere. Well, Canada started recreational. Yeah, um, and Colorado's fully recreational, but in Colorado they've managed to pay for things like hospitals and yeah. schools and upgrades of infrastructure. See, and they're very independent because of the success of the tax dollars. Yeah, and I can assume, like, why wouldn't you want that? I mean, I'm sort of saying I, I had a bit of a discussion with a certain politician about nuclear power, and basically he said that, you know, we don't have the volume for nuclear power, but what I should have said is nuclear storage. I mean, very stable here in yeah. Australia. And if, you know, we mine it now and then ship it off, why don't we store it here in you know, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have, you know, many earthquakes and, you know, when you're in the middle of Australia, there's no chance of the fire or anything. It's all sad. Yeah. I, I, that would change our economic value to the world. Look, it would. And I think the, the whole thing about the political landscape is that they're only motivated to act for the next and to do years. stuff for four years, yeah. eight years if they're lucky. Yep. So the reality is, is anything that goes out of that, such as, you know, hydrogen, Yep. and nuclear yep. and other ways that we can be, um, you know, using fuel yep. smarter. That isn't really going to get them their job today if they start talking about things that are dry, that, that can drive innovation. So I think that the problem is, is that having people in power for a short period of time, they don't then have the lens of a long-term view. Oh. If you had a long-term view, you would do exactly what you said. In fact, JP, you should be running for the country. <laughs> so, oh, so it would and, be... and I'll come and work with you. <laughs> I'll be the cannabis front. <laughs> I'm already recognised as the cannabis man everywhere I go in Sydney. Well, so. It just seems so, like, if the system was different, where you, you had parties working together for a common goal, where both parties have to agree on the common goal, whether, you know, they might not love it, but it might be for the better. But uh, yeah. I don't know, mate. I, I, I look at, you know, I think the American system, funny enough, once they make a call, they seem to get along to get there. Yeah. Where I look in Australia, we, we make a decision and the other party just wants to fight it no matter what. Yeah. Regardless yeah. if it's better for the yeah. economic, um, yeah, the, the economy. Yeah. I, I don't know why we don't, we, we don't join together to do it. It seems so logical. I, I don't know. I'm, I mustn't be bright enough to be into politics because it's. Well, it, or, or, or the other thing is you're too bright to be in politics <laughs> because very the thing is, is you would actually want to see a result. If I had a job for four, eight years and my focus was on a political agenda, I would want to achieve that goal. Hell, rain or shine. Yeah. I would want to achieve that. Yeah. Now, most people, I believe, when they get into politics, have that 
thinking. But then when they get into it, there's so many different barriers saying, oh, we can't do that now. We've spoke about that then. We don't want to progress on that. So there's a lot of stuff that goes around and around because it's not about making decisions that are, as you said, the best interests of the people. Yeah, and it seems so obvious, Mm. but it all comes down to how many people are for or against. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that system's got to change. A a long time ago, and this is going back a while, I came up with an idea called Polywaffle. Oh. And what it was was an app where you rate the politicians and then they put what they've said they're going to do for the election. Mm. And then it rates them over their four-year term to how they have achieved or what they haven't achieved. Right. Well, uh, in that case, they'd be buggered because well, none yeah, of them would have the, been. None the of them would have done what they had to. Well, when I what started, they had promised to do. Correct. Mm. And when I started speaking to some pollies about it, mm. I couldn't believe how they're like. Oh no! That, that you fill in your own one. You put your own profile in there. You update all of your thing. You're in charge of your polywaffle. And then when it comes up for the election. Yeah. You send it to the punters and you go left or right, like yeah. like yeah. Tinder, yeah. left or right to say, yeah, I like them, no, I don't. And then it then puts them into the system and evaluates them over the next four years. Well, and the other th- great idea. Well, I think it's a great idea. Hate it. And, well, of course they hate it. But, um, but it's a bit like... Oh, yeah, would you download it? Yeah, I would, but it holds them accountable so they don't want it. No. See? So it, it stops people from actually voting at the 11th what hour the on the the basis of their hair or their tie that they're wearing because at the end of the day, you're in those bowling, polling booths and you've got to make a decision quite quickly because if you don't, you get charged, don't you, $50 or $100. So, yeah, oh. I think that would be a very good app. That would keep everybody accountable. There's many good people that have made look stupid in politics. <laughs> it's, it's a It's wrong. It is, but, if, but back to cannabis. Sorry. In South Australia, if South Australia um, yep. took the leap of faith and yep. said, this is what we're going to do, yep. I reckon that the votes would come through pretty strong for them. So, like, for example, um, I'm, I'm quite surprised that, let's say, Albanese, for example, New South Wales, hasn't came out with, right, do you know what, we're going to do this on cannabis and this is how much we're going to tax people and we're going to be able to control it and it won't be in the hands of the kingpins and the drug lords so we're now going to take that out we're going to look after the consumer who's going to be using they're using it anyway yeah so let's do it practically and let's make some money from it if some politician actually had the gumption to do that i reckon that they would have a lot of uptake it's a bit like the gay marriage i mean the gay marriage. Can you believe it wasn't long ago that it was illegal to be married here if you were gay? Well, what? now, hold on, because I have a story on that. Okay, go. As a gay man, I didn't want to be married. I don't believe in marriage full stop regardless. And when they came up with the vote yes, vote no, yeah. I was jokingly vote no because I thought I don't want to get married. So... <laughs> I was one of the first people off the cab, cab off the rank, even though I didn't want to get married. Well, have you been, are you married? I am. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know you were gay. Yeah. No, really? No. Well, they don't. 
So what? You went so straight as soon as it got legalized. So I went. I went. I don't believe in. I don't believe in marriage anyway for the straights. Don't do that to the gays. I thought. I can't believe. So I was running around Sydney saying, "But no, but, but quietly, but quietly." But what I did think about oh. it at the time was, even though I wasn't a big advocate, I couldn't really care one way or the other. All I kept thinking about is that 50% of my wealth is going to be stolen. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking, at least when you're gay. In oh, the legal framework, they can't take your money. But now they can take your money. But what I <coughs> thought um, was if they don't legalise same-sex marriage, yep. how can I stay in this country? Even though I don't believe in it myself, I don't really care about gay yeah. marriage. I ca- I don't care about it, but I know that other people care, True. and that's important. It's about like cannabis is what other people think, not what you think. Yep. Um, and I was ready to leave the country if they voted no. Um, so the fact that they voted yes and I was first cab off the rank. What was the vote? Was it close? Uh, was there a percent? It wasn't close. It was it was a good majority for. Because Gay who marriage. cares? Like, I, well, who cares? I wouldn't care. I mean, I couldn't care. I couldn't care less about you know what what people can do. But I do care for other people's concerns. If that's what they want, then they should be allowed to do stuff, whether it's smoking cannabis, yeah, recreationally, yeah. or whether it's getting married to the love life partners. Yeah, it should be the choice of the people, not the choice of us. And it baffles me to think that that was only like practically what two years, three years ago. Uh I remember it, but it must have been before COVID and shit. That's yeah, it. just before COVID. I'm a two eighteen, two nine, thereabouts. It's not that long. Um, and now you wouldn't imagine, would you, a politician coming out and saying we don't support? Oh, they'd get lynched. Well, exactly. <sighs> Absolutely. So in relation to the cannabis, it's the same type of thing. People want to be able to have the choice of a new era in medicine, which is plant-based, yeah. their choice. Yeah. Or they want to be able to, as you said, have a smoke with some friends and feel good. It's their choice. Yeah. It's not a politician's choice. Yeah. It's the people's choice. Well, 100%. And um, that was 2017, just for the record. Ah, oh, right. Well done. Um, then I, I look at... How did you know that then? I did just, you get told in your ear like a TV presenter? Oh, uh, yeah. Just, it, no, it's just oh, right, magic. Okay. Well magic, done. Yeah. Magic happens. That's great. Um, When I... I look at my time... I've been to Amsterdam once. Yeah. And they legalize—is it prostitution? Are they—is that what the windows are? Yeah, they yeah. legalize prostitution. Legalize. I think they got their cannabis cafes and yeah. And I don't know if it was just me, but it's a pretty fucking happy place. Yeah, very happy indeed. Like I, I, and I went with the guy that doesn't. I he's our warehouse guy, so yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't even drink, right? So this yeah. guy's straighty, straight everything. Like, and I was like, this is fascinating. This place, like. Yeah. You've got all these alleys that you go down and there's like all these light chicks in the windows and you go to the cafes and you can drink and eat, smoke. Um, you can I think have a cup of space tea. tea. You can have whatever you want. And <laughs> everyone seems happy. I didn't see yeah. any dramas there. We were out in the town each night because we were making we were there for two nights and Glenn forced me to come most, out. Yeah, meeting the most of He forced yeah. me to go out every yeah. night. <laughs> and naturally I was there with him. Yeah. But I, I just thought this is a happy place. And I don't know if it was just me because I was happy. But yeah. I was like, why why is it 
why don't you just let that go? You get rid of a whole lot of the black uh, market product. And then, you, you know, you can actually tax it. Um, people want to do it. They're doing it anyway. They do it. So it's not like you're encouraging people to do something that they're not doing. Yeah. The amount of people, so there is, again, out of 10 people, there's nine people that have that smoke marijuana yeah. or use some form of, of cannabis. Yeah. So uh, it's just a matter of time. And I don't think, you know, if someone was running for government here or – the Prime Minister, I think it would be a good win. Imagine how many people on board they'd get yeah. if they said, yeah, let's, you know, we'll do it in stages, medical first, and yeah. and, and then and the, let the medical guys put some money into them, let them yeah. get their research, yeah. and then then go into the recreational. Because I can see one day Drake's are going to have a, a section and it's yeah. going to be a, a – a, dispensary style section where you, know, right. you can you can buy whatever you want yeah just you know we, we can't even sell fucking alcohol in i mean i'm quite look i'm up you know coming from coming from the uk where you can buy you know alcohol anywhere it's uh, it really right. surprised me that you can't buy it here so what's the deal with that then i mean is uh, it has uh, it always been the case is there people well, advocating for There's a lot of it? pushback for the the liquor at ALM, the, the, the liquor federation, liquor guild, or they're not even a guild. That's a pharmacy, but there's a lot of pushback because they paid big money for their licenses in the time. Ah, uh, right. And they don't. So it's more about the money rather than the fact that it's it's all accessible. about Because yeah. how stupid is it that yeah. I come to the supermarket to buy my groceries and I have to fucking go somewhere else yeah. to yeah. get alcohol? Like yeah. it's ridiculous and i think victoria you buy alcohol in supermarkets um yeah i don't know much the victoria but new south wales definitely not because so just not recently wales, not queensland no i'm sure you do in victoria maybe i'm mixing this up you can't buy alcohol in australia well see this is how fucking stupid yeah. it is well it's about the same way with them um, pharmacies i mean when is australia going to have a mm. an interlinked pharmacy um, oh. Because when I go to the the supermarket, I want to be able to pick up anything and everything that I need. I don't want to have to go to three different short stores. Oh, the pharmacy guild, mate. They they are fucking. That they they are not letting go. In a hurry, and oh, no. I mean, well, West Farmers. No, yeah, West Farmers has just done a deal to start to sell. No, they're not selling. They're doing something to do with. So the the West Farmers deal, yeah, uh, which they've just started to move into pharmacy with. Um, so do, are they buying? Um, are they buying the Priceline Australian group? Pharmaceutical Industries, which right. said they'll never be sold, and uh, then yeah, eight hundred million dollars later, oh, it's a good deal. Yeah, money, money talks. But that that um, they bought API, and we followed that in all of our stories because they were saying no. No, it's not about the money. Like it, no. it was so never about the money. And yeah. I think the number it was officially done the thirty first of March. Yeah. So I that I think it was eight hundred. It was a lot. Huh? Yeah, seven hundred million, right? And it was like we we made a bit of fun of it because it was never going to happen. Never. And then it's like all of a sudden, so that that they're not selling um, prescriptions and things. They've just done a deal with like a chemist warehouse or something like that. So that's that's you know they they want to streamline the supply chain, right? 
So they want to make more money. They want the, <laughs> basically, what they everybody want to make wants, more money than a billion dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, they want the customers to leave uh, with a full basket, and of course, that's how it should be. But you want to be able to give the customers what they want. I know, for me, for example, I want to be able to go when I ever go, which is not often, to the grocery shop. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to pick up what I need. But I want to, if I want some, um, you know, gin and tonic. Then I want to be able to pick that up. As yeah, well. I, I agree. I mean, in America, very integrated. Like yeah. the supermarkets, <clears throat> they sell pharmacy, but they have the doc, the per, the uh, the pharmacist yet. Yeah, there, like yeah. in it. And yeah, but that's fair enough. I mean, if you've no got shit. to have a pharmacist, of course it is. Of course it should, got, yeah, it should be. And it's just funny how we can't. We we got so many stokes in the fire to sell liquor in supermarkets. We've got a couple of sites that we would love to sell liquor in, but we have to beg, borrow, and well, we're not even, we are screaming, but the, the system's so broken. Just open yeah. it up, sell alcohol. Like, and yes, okay, your licenses that you paid for, however, bad luck. Like, yeah. that's what happens with progression. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's some losers. Yeah, definitely. But, but we just need to, yeah. It'll be how, how long, this is a Gary V moment, how long will it be until supermarkets? sell well, pharmacy products or f- uh, how long will it be until there's a pharmacy inside of a supermarket that that is the thing that in fact more, more, more the, the the bigger question is how long will it be before you can buy your cannabis products well your cbd okay, and your therapeutics well, well, I'd, products. I'd like to talk about that because i think there's a market for that and i think it'd be some funky like you know we got our store at goodwood pretty funky it'd be wild to have a little dispensary there yeah. and if you want to choose to get that product so be it yeah like, and if you don't walk past it it's like people that complain when they're watching my content if you don't like it don't watch it don't watch it like yeah. it's not yeah. rocket science here guys <laughs> like but moving along we've discovered a lot we've got a couple of questions come through on instagram right. okay can it dw3ap.on.3 nice one um can cbd help with anxiety and depression and does it help you sleep uh, we've talked about this quite a bit so yeah but it's that look anecdotally absolutely yes yeah cbd can help you sleep um, and that's why our um, clinical trials are focused on that particular indication. They also say CBD is good for anxiety and depression. Now, again, like our sleep product, you can't actually make those claims unless you have the clinical evidence. So the next cab off the rank for us is anxiety uh, I'd be doing and that. depression. Right. Th- those two things right now, they're two things that... No one ever talked about anxiety or depression when I was at, at school, which is like 10 years ago. Um, but um, I, I would be banging on that straight away because I, I think it's going to, yeah, I think the well, co- look, I COVID mean, has made everyone a bit anxious. But it's also made people aware of their own anxiety and the changes that are happening around them is making them feel more about, well, that's why I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. So people are aware. People know what they know. They know that if they want to get drunk, they can drink alcohol. Yeah. They know that if they want to feel better, they can have a CBD product that allows that feeling. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, our business is around bringing natural products to everyone yeah. everywhere yeah. across the world yeah. that make them feel good. 
Now, I don't know anybody, I haven't met anybody in the world that doesn't want to feel good. Have you? No, nah, it's, it's what everyone's... It's the, I mean, the I'm having grail. this glass of wine. I'm feeling good. Yeah. It's but all about the company. It's all about, well, I won't say that out loud, just in case <laughs> I change my mind later <laughs> on down the track. Um, but you want to feel good. I mean, you want... Um, you know, your food, you want it to be enriching, you want it to be nourishing, you want it to be good for you, and you want to feel good with it. You want to make it, you want to take stuff that makes you feel good. And whether that's alcohol, whether that's CBD, whether that's cannabis in the future, who are we to say what other people should do or not do to make themselves feel good? Well, I'm not going to judge anyone. Are you? No, I'm definitely Good. not. I'm definitely not. I've got some more questions here. Yeah. Uh, Paul DeCostino, how, how can we get it? I think we've explained it a bit. So, Paul, hopefully you No, listen. but look, Paul, can I just answer that, though? Paul, well done. That's a great question. How can you get it? At the minute, the only way to get it is go to your doctor and let your doctor know that you would like prescribed CBD or a cannabis solution yeah, and um, have that conversation with your doctor. It always starts with your doctor because your doctor knows best about whether it will interact with other medications, whether it will interact with your driving, will it interact with um, other um, cold and flu tablets. Yep. So the first thing to do is to go to your doctor um, stay tuned for our clinical trial recruitment process and perhaps you can be part and take part of that. Very sweet. Uh, Aussie from Adelaide, is it legal or not, script or not script? So I think you've explained this. Yes. Good question, though. It is legal. You can go to your, prescript, your doctor and you can get a prescription for cannabis if your doctor feels that it's the right medication for you. Yep. If you're just going to get it because you want some cannabis, then it's probably not the right thing to do. Your doctor will know best. Yeah, okay. So is there a site, a website, that you can see which doctors are the doctors that um, that I can go to? There is a um, government, um, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, they have um, part of their website talks to how to have that discussion with your doctor. Okay, um, Craig MC1994, when will we be selling it at Drake's? Yeah. <laughs> is, he, is that Craig from Elizabeth? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, Craig will be first, so I'll let you know. <laughs> um, are, <laughs> are compostable journey? So these guys must do something about um, com composting stuff. Are there any local growers in South Australia? Um, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. My mate Dave, oh. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a, a few people, <laughs> a few people dab hand at it. I, I think it's a very pretty plant, to be honest. I, I yeah. like, I like the look of it, like the smell of it. I think it's a cool looking plant. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that comes with, right. This is a. This looks legit. This question. Uh, can this be beneficial for my inoperable brain surgery symptoms? And hang on, you're not a doctor, are you? No. Okay. I'm just, hey. Yeah. Gypsy, I'm just saying that John ain't a doctor. Yeah. But is it, you know, is it, is it, can you answer that? So look, I would not answer that from a medical point yeah. of okay, view. You need to go to your doctor and ask your doctor. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, yeah. like, well, like some people are just bullshit. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, no, well we done. can't. We can't do so that. So we've been going for a couple of hours. Well, I'm quite surprised. Um, but we have some pretty hard-hitting questions to come. Excellent. Well, bring them on, I see. Okay. If you weren't doing what you're doing, yeah. what would you be doing? I would be doing the exact same thing as I was doing before I started this, which is management consultancy. So I've only ever had two jobs. One job I was with a firm for 16 years, which brought me to Australia. Yeah. And the other is working, setting up my own consultancy firm, which I still own and sit on the board of. Okay. So if I could be doing anything else, it would be that. Okay. That's um, that's fair enough. But there's nothing more exciting <laughs> than cannabis. <laughs> no, that's true. I think it's pretty <laughs> cool. Um. So what do you wish you'd known when you first started out in, in the last four years? What advice could you be giving people that are wanting to start out in the cannabis industry today, like the 16, 17, 18-year-old kid that I want to get into this industry? Yeah. I would say it's the future. So it's a bit like the dot-com before. It's a bit like the internet. You know, how do you make a living in that? If you um, are serious about the future and the future is going to involve people feeling better, people resting better, and people playing better, then it's an industry that you should look at. There's lots of facets to the industry. So you're talking about technology, you're talking about finance, you're talking about health and wellness, of course, but then you're talking about the environment, you're talking about agriculture, horticulture. It is quite a vast industry and there's obviously, you know, the outcome of that is pharmaceutical or well-being products in the future. Man, let's face it, I mean, having a product that actually is good yeah, for for the better of the human race, so to speak, it's a, it must be a good feeling. Look, I have to say... I mean, say, I, still, I still sugary drinks and stuff. And yeah. And I would be like, look, and I have to say, though, on the sugary drinks front thing, I mean, I love a sugary drink, right? I love it. So come Christmas Day, I'm allowed to eat sugary drinks. Otherwise, I cannot drink them at all. (laughs) And the reason is because obviously my sugar levels and everything. So it did me no good. But what I did, as soon as I was told I couldn't have sugary drinks, not just did I want it, I did it. I stuffed myself (laughs) with a... $2 $2 carton of vanilla ice cream because that's all the shop had at the time. And when I say it was a carton, it could have fed, it could have fed 25 people um, along with crisps and sugar and all of the other stuff. And um, because, of course, as soon as you're told not to do something, you do it, yeah. you do it 10 times. So, look, I mean, it's about do you want to be um, aligned with a product that makes people feel better whether that's from a medical point of view or whether that's about them vibing the way that they vibe well i tell you what that's what got me excited we we know what we we know which one that is yeah so if there was one thing that you could do that would have an impact on the world what would it be 
it would actually be giving people choice, giving people choice um, as to what they want to drink. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've, I've always seen drinks and they've always been sold to me as being something that's good for me or better for me um, or has vitamin in it. And I've always been attracted to those products. Yeah. It wasn't until the last five years I realized that these products are not that good for me. Yeah. They're full of sugar or they're full of um, other numbers um, Numbers that, that, you know, you don't know anything about. Yep. Um, so I've always wanted to, I wanted the choice. If I want a sugary drink or a crap beverage, because yeah. I like the taste of it, then yeah. that's what I want. Yeah. But I want the choice between something that's going to be good for me and yeah. something that's, that's yeah. not going to be good for me. Yeah, choice. Love it. It's a choice. I want the choice. Yeah. So this, we've got one question left. I know, look, I would, I'd, I, we could speak for ages on it. it it's actually gone a, very quick. But no one gets out of this room, this extravagant podcast room, without this question. Yeah. If you were to die yeah, and come back, to life as a board game, what board game would best describe John Lee's life? Monopoly. Fuck, that was quick. And get out of jail. <laughs> you know that one? Because the thing is, is that, you know, we're all likely to get ourselves in trouble by saying what we shouldn't be saying or doing what we shouldn't be doing. So I've always liked Monopoly, get out of jail. So I hope that that's, I hope that that helps. You realise Monopoly is more about getting out of jail. Oh, is it? <laughs> I don't really know. All I know is that you don't want to go into jail, and I don't play games oh, very often. Oh god! Well, there you have it. Um, you know, a fascinating talk through a lot of the things about CBD, cannabis, where we are in Australia, and what difference you can actually make with this product around the world. Um, look, I, it's super exciting to hear that there's lots of uh, misconceptions, I think, mm, about hemp. Mm, mm, mm. And I think having people like you in, you know, in charge of companies and your team, um, yeah. you know, you just have such a inspirational look on how a business should be run for the better of everyone around it and doing good things. And you know, you are few and far between. And it's been absolutely fantastic having you here talking about things that I I can safely say that we're in 2022 now. But moving forward, you are definitely going to see this movement. And, you know, you're, it's super exciting to be involved and see what you're actually doing to make a difference. And thank you for coming, coming onto the podcast. Well, thank you. Look, it's the biggest industry in the world today um, and not Everyone is tuned into that because, as you mentioned earlier, our politicians are keeping the lid on it. So I'm very excited to a, have been here today. Very um, <laughs> much looking forward to when Drake has their first dispensary. Yep. And I'm looking forward to being behind the counter on that day Whoa. serving the product. Well, I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. And fingers crossed we get a recreational uh, dispensary going as well. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.